0: Good day ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Zachary King, if you didn't guess that already, and I'm back hopefully with a longer season of the Unscripted Fitness Podcast. Now for those of you who are probably listening to the first time, basically the Unscripted Fitness Podcast, if I get my words out right, is basically just a podcast where I just wing everything about fitness, nutrition and mindset. I don't have no show notes like other podcasts would do. I don't have a fancy microphone or nothing like that. I'm just on a dog walk with my mate Bruce. And we are just literally... Well, I'm just going to have a little discussion with you on all things fitness, nutrition, mindset and just maybe a random waffle here and there. But I hope you are doing very well though, guys. I hope you are keeping very well. Like I said, I'm out round my local park or Buckler's Forest, if you're in the Berkshire area. It is quarter past twelve on a God knows what this weather is Tuesday afternoon. One minute it's raining, one minute it's not raining, one minute sunshine, one minute it wants to be thunderstorms. Yay, 2021! It's gonna be the best year ever. Yay, yay! <sighs> Look at that way in it. Crikey, hell. Anyway anyway so I was gonna do this as an Instagram story but I thought you know what I'd rather do it as a podcast and it's a great way to kick off potentially a new season of me discussion and discussing but also I think what's great is I get the opportunity to do a discussion down the phone without looking like that weirdo who holds the camera talking to himself because it looks like then I'm just talking to someone down the phone which then makes it less. Inconspicuous, let's just say. I probably look like like an idiot, but how many, excuse my language coming up here, how many Fs do I give? None, none at all, though, so. But yeah, as I said, with him and Bruce and stuff, so just plodding along nicely. So yeah, the thing I was going to chat about to you today about was... Uh, oh, that's a dog there. Um, the thing I was going to chat to you about today was essentially about calorie counting. If you didn't guess that by the title already. Now, I've got literally a opened-minded point of view when it comes to calorie counting or calorie tracking. Unlike probably some other individuals that literally have no open mindset or no open thoughts about calorie counting where some people think calorie counting is the be all end all and others just think calorie counting is very obsessive and they don't do it completely with me i like to have the balance between the two that the fact that calorie counting is a great way of educating yourself being mindful of what you're eating and developing healthier habits as well but also i'm a very big believer that it doesn't have to be for life a term I like to use with regards to calorie counting is, it's a short-term strategy for long-term sustainability. So let me repeat that to you again. It's a, long, it's a short-term strategy for long-term sustainability. Now, again, as I go into this podcast, I will kind of, I guess I'll slightly contradict what I'm saying, but you'll kind of get to that point anyways. So I'll just give you a brief overview about calorie counting if you are not aware already so with calorie counting there are lots of different ways you can do it one of the first ways that was done was basically via literally writing it down on a piece of paper and bodybuilders would just literally work out their calories throughout the day so that was back in the old days where they'll try and work out how many calories they would know by writing it down and you can imagine that was going to take a heck of a lot longer Then came the digital digital age of everything being a bit more easier to monitor. Like you had things like uh, MyFitnessPal started coming along here where you would basically type in a type of food and then very simply it would come up with it as well. You could also have the fancy thing of uh, scanning your food and... Literally, it'll just come up in there as well. Now, personally, when I get people tracking their calories, I don't get them to use my fitness pal. I get them to use NutriCheck or Calorie Counter on the app store. Now, personally, come boy. Now, personally, that for me is a better one, especially if you're living in the UK, because any food you type in, it shows you the picture straight away, and then it's just very easy to track. And also, you can check, work, you can look at your weekly calories from it in an easier format. Come boy. And what it is, I've liked about that app, is again, it's the simplicity of it. You don't want, I think when you're tracking your calories, you want something that is very easy to use and so it doesn't take too long. Because let's face it, we don't want to be scanning, we don't want to be weighing up every single bag of rice, don't we? And this is what I talk about with calorie counting, is that it's not for everyone. It is literally not for everyone. And whenever I introduced introduce new people into my workout program i'm often than not don't really get them to count calories at the very start especially if they're a brand newbie and they've not been they have no recollection of calorie tracking or things like that or if that's a bit too overwhelming for them because i wouldn't get say for example a single mum of three to count calories all the freaking time other people may disagree but that's just me because at the end of the day, how can you expect you know, a busy parent or a busy individual to like, scan and weigh every single food and stuff like that? It's almost impossible when you've got to raise kids and do two or three jobs and things like that. So this is where I was like, kind of, wanted to kind of do it. Dis- again, I've done a... You would have looked at my... You would have been listening to this on top of reading my Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook posts, etc. And... This is where I want to kind of elaborate a lot more. I like to think I've elaborated enough out of it, but I want to kind of elaborate it a little bit more onto this podcast, which hopefully won't take too much of your time. So anyways, with regards to your, with regards to calorie tracking, who would I say it's for? Well, again, individuals that want to be educated on the foods they're eating. People that want to drop body fat. People that want to build muscle. Maybe some people that want to maintain their weight and maybe some people that just want structure to their everyday and this is the beauty of what I do as a job is that I get to work with so many different individuals sorry guys hang on two seconds putting my lead back on my dog there you go and that's the beauty of what I do as a coach is that I get to work with so many different individuals that some that don't feel tracking is right for them and some that do feel tracking is right for them and I'd be, I educate them in terms of their journey and stuff. And this is how it kind of works with me when I have the people welcome into my programme. Now, the first thing I look at doing is that I talk to them about, you know, have they ever done calorie counting before? If they say, yeah, I have, but I've just never sustained it. Like, okay, right, cool. So you know the ins and outs of it then. Right, so let's just get you back to calorie tracking. And that this time... I'll set you a calorie target and I'll make it very simple for you. Because some people who do calorie counting will use, more often than not, MyFitnessPal. And because of the, how the best describe it, uh, the complicating, the complications that my pal has, you know, because when you type in a food, it never really finds it, especially if you're having something from Lidl and stuff. It's very hard to sustain it. And this is where I introduced, like I said earlier, the NutriCheck or Calorie Counter app that you can download from the App Store. And what this does, it just makes everything so much more simpler. And everyone who I've got, everyone from, from Fitness Pal to that, yeah, granted, you've got to pay £30 for the year, but I'll be honest with you, £30 for the year of something that's a bit more easy to use. I think it's money well spent, to be honest with you. Yeah? Money very well spent. And they are able to sustain it a little bit longer. And that's where I'll just get people to use that app if they've been calorie tracking before. There are another individual where they may go and say, for example, been calorie counting all the time and maybe just need accountability from a coach. Then I say continue calorie counting, but I'll just adjust your calories based on the goals and dietary requirements that you may have. And then there's some then there's an individual or certain individuals that have never calorie counted before. Which for me is a perfect is the perfect individuals I love working with. Because sometimes, if if say for example, you've never calorie counted before, and this is a mistake that I see a lot of personal trainers do: is that they overwhelm their clients with lots of magical stuff. Here's your workout plan here's your calories, track this, track that, X, Y, and Z. Now, there would be some personal trainers probably listening to this going, well, that's why you've probably got not results. No, don't get results over eight weeks. I get results over two years. There's a difference. Sustainable results. Sustainability over short-term cause. I can't think of a better word for that as well. So when I have somebody that's not been tracking before or never tracked a single calorie before, I just get them doing three very basic things to start with. I don't even sign them with a workout plan. You know, I get them doing three basic things. I just be accountable to them. I give them three simple things. One, try and hit anywhere between seven to ten thousand steps per day. So between seven and ten thousand steps per day, or up to seventy thousand steps per week. Number two. I talked about strategies about how to improve their sleep because, again, I always say sleep is one of the most underrated forms of supplements, supplements that you can get as an individual. Now, again, if you're a parent, a new parent and things like that, sleep is going to be a very tricky thing as well. Then I think in that certain c- circumstance, all you can do is just do your absolute best because the priority will be is the little one. But for other individuals that don't have that um, commitment let's just say of a newborn child or a young child ages 10 or below then you can probably fix it around a bit easier or if you're any other individual in that regard and the other thing the other one more thing i'm going to try and do is eat at least five fruit and veg per day so just going through the basics and stuff and you might ask yourself why do i Why don't I not get new clients, new clients potentially, not to track calories? Well, it's very simple and I'm going to talk about thermodynamics here. So with the 10,000 steps out of it, most likely you're not. People who have not tracked calories before probably are quite in sedentary jobs. They're probably just looking for a little bit of help to get moving more, etc. And because basically once you start moving more, you got to start losing weight anyways. Not a rapid weight you probably would do if you're tracking your calories. Oh, there's a bloody deer there. Oh, what a beautiful deer. If I got my phone out, I would have took a picture of it. Oh, hang on. Oh, I can't take a picture of it. Damn it. Never mind. Oh, I wish you guys could see that. And there's a white dog chasing it. Oh. I don't know where that dog's going out of it, but... Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you do a podcast on the dog walk, have it? You? you see a deer, then you see pretty much a dog chasing after it. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. <laughs> anyways, so um, I kind of forgot what I was saying now. I kind of got myself off track there. Oh, yeah, this was it. So, the reason why I kind of get individuals just to do 10, up to 70,000 steps per week and not track the foods is because once you start moving more, you're going to naturally lose weight, anyways. At, the rate, at what rate? It depends on how much you move, of course. Because if an individual has, say, for example, um, hasn't been moving much and stuff like that, eating the same, if that individual is moving more, they're going to be losing a little bit of weight or dropping a bit of body fat. And that, for there, is an important platform to start with. And, and again, it's all to do, again, with like easy thermodynamics and stuff like that. And once you start moving more, regardless of what calories you want, unless obviously you're eating more than what you expend, then you're going to be dropping body fat or losing weight. It's as simple as that. That's why I don't ever really, I rarely, within my program, get someone to track calories in the first stages. Anywhere between the first 30 and 60 days because I just want them to get through the basics of moving more, eating a bit more fibrous food. Because again, throwing things out like get, a pro, get more protein in you and things like that is not helpful to an individual that's never, ever tracked food before and things like that and i do i do say you know make sure you've got good portions of fish water in you etc because fiber and proteins are what's going to help you keep fuller and that's what i do you know for the first part of somebody's journey is that i try and make sure that they just go through the fundamental basics of just moving more and eating a little bit healthier by not tracking now once i feel and they feel they get through a sustainable period of doing that you know building healthier habits and things like that then that's where i could probably go and move on to stage 2 and you may notice that i'm not talking about i'm not talking about time frames i'm talking about stages because time because you know you can be literally not counting calories for 2 years and then you may go into a short term strategy of right i'm going to track my calories and stuff like that And then this is where it's going to give you a little bit more education about your daily routines, habits and things like that. And this is where I think calorie tracking can become useful because then like writing down on a piece of paper. When you're seeing something on the screen, when you scan the barcode or weigh it up, etc. You get a little bit more of an idea of your how much food you're intaking and how much in certain foods has so many calories i mean for example so many people would think avocado is a very healthy food but what people tend to forget is that it's a very healthy food or to the so so people they call it superfood but it's got a lot of calories in it and what you've got to remember is that whether you track or not a calorie is a calorie that is as simple as that so you know like i say whether you track or don't A calorie is still a calorie. And what I get individuals to do is when I say to them, like, cool, when you start tracking then do the same thing that you're doing, but just make sure that you either A, weigh out your foods, or simply B, scan the barcodes. And this is where I'm not trying to be a, I'm not a uh, advocate or something like that towards Nutricheck. It's just I prefer it with my clients to use it because... When you scan the barcode, it gives you an instant measurement or portion recommendation and stuff. So, and then I just tell them, yeah, you can increase the portion or decrease the portion dependent on your goals, calories, etc., etc. And when you do, and again, once you do all that, you then get a better, better idea that certain healthy foods are probably more calories than maybe a Big Mac and chips. Again, if you follow Graham Tomlinson, the fitness chef, you kind of will understand that as well. Some which I, which I believe with some of you watching this and listening to this you probably will follow him so you kind of hit my point with that and this is where i talk about you know calorie calorie counting for educational purposes is better and that we call, call is stage two and when you're going to stage three so this is where the first part i say don't track or stage one don't track stage two track because again it's a short-term strategy for long-term sustainability how long you track for is entirely up to you you know and things like that and this is where you can go into stage three where you might let's just say want to start tracking your macronutrients so for example if you're not too sure what macronutrient is it's just basically things like your fat your carbohydrates your proteins and uh, your alcohol as a little bit of an educational purposes for every one gram of fat is nine calories for every one gram of carbs and protein is four calories and for every one gram of alcohol is seven calories in case you're kind of wondering if you want like a little bit of a knowledge nugget for there for today and wherever you want to start tracking your macros and things like that that's absolutely fine that'd be like i kind of like the next Kind of like stage 2A, if you want to call it. Or stage 2B, if you count 2A as tracking your calories and stuff. And you can start tracking your macros and things like that. Which, I'll be honest with you, unless you're very pushing towards, you know, competing and things like that, maybe do that. But whenever I get someone to track their calories... I just say you've got two options. You can either go dependent on your goal when you're training, of course. You know, you can do at a maintenance weight, which then I'll just have an even split between carbs, fats, and protein. If you're looking to drop body fat, I probably would say then to increase your protein, to have a high protein target, and then have your calories, that, and then mix around your carbs and fats in around that. And if somebody's looking to build muscle, and probably lose body fat. Then I've always say same thing. Keep your protein high. But just literally lift heavier weight. And something else to build muscle. I'd either get them into a calorie surplus. Which means you eat more than what you expend. Or put them on a maintenance. And just literally make And then just change the macronutrients. Change the macronutrients around. But again. That's dependent on the individual. I'm just kind of waffling on there. But this is where I kind of go into stage three. With clients. And this is. I kind of let, to, let them naturally flow. Let them naturally flow what they want to do. God, this weather, man. Honestly. I will have to say that... Kind of going off subject here. This weather is just absolutely... A shit show. Sorry about my language out of it. But, honestly... It's almost borderline... Annoyance and stuff. You know. I'll have to wear a great big raincoat in the end of May... I want to be wearing my budgie smugglers and literally wearing my sunshades out in Buckler's Forest. I wouldn't really, but it gives you, it gives you a funny image and stuff. Anyway, it's kind of got sidetracked there. Kind of got sidetracked. Uh, what was I at? Yes, so the third stage, I go with potential individuals. It's just where I talk about, you know, how do they feel with calorie tracking? Do they feel that it benefits them? Do they want to continue on with it? Or just give them, like, you know, give them the and change it. So some days they may want to track, some days they may not want to track. Give them the flexibility, let's just say, of... Give them the flexibility, let's just say, of um, how to best describe it. To track their foods or not. So if they do want to continue tracking their foods, then I'll say, absolutely, go right ahead. If you don't, you don't have to. But hopefully by now, I'll say, you've been educated enough and been mindful enough... Of what certain foods and stuff and that when you go whether it's a maintenance stage or you know sustainability stage and things like that you kind of know exactly what food groups you're eating should be eating and not eating and like for example a lot of clients at the moment i've got a lot of clients on maintenance calories where it's probably beneficial for them to track their calories but I said so you don't have to track your calories, but I think sometimes also when people want to track their calories, it's just for to keep them accountable, just to keep them knowing what they're eating every single day. But what you've got to remember, guys, is counting your calories is not a forever task. And I think a lot of coaches put that across to their clients where they and that really and that puts annoyance on me when they say, No, you've got to track your calories, things like that. Why have you not tracked your calories and things like that? It's like, look, it's fine. I can't be honest with you, I've not tracked a single calorie since 2018. Yeah, I've been able to maintain my health and stuff like that. It's because I'm mindful and things like that. Got, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be frankly honest with you, when I've done my photo shoot in, what, 2017? I didn't track a single calorie. Yeah, I was in the best shape of my life. What did I do? I basically exercised, I moved more, exercised harder, and then just been mindful about portion sizes. That was simply it. That was very simply it. And again, I've tried, I've gone through little stages, four-week stages of counting calories. Again, just giving myself an educational purpose and things like that. But at the same time, I know that if I move more and drink plenty of water, get my sleep, etc., cetera, I know I'm going to be all right. And I'm not going anti-calorie counting here, but I'm just saying is that you don't have to track your calories to drop body fat, to drop body fat, drop, yeah, fat, really fat, fat uh, drop body fat or lose weight. But what you've got to remember is that a calorie is still a calorie. So you've just got to be mindful about with calorie counting and things like that. And that's why I think in stage three is very important because then once you get to that stage, by that time, however long you've been tracking for, whether it is 12 months, six months, three months, eight weeks, four weeks, etc. Hopefully by then you've had an idea about the type of foods that you're eating, which then can help you sustain those healthier, happier habits. And you can sustain that over a long period of time. But again, this is all down to you as an individual. Because like I say, you've got to remember is that it's all about the long term. There is no end game with calorie counting. You can do it whenever you want and you can stop it whenever you want. Or you can pause it. Probably stopping it's the wrong word, but pause it whenever you want. And this is why I think it's very, very important to kind of know when to stop. And everyone's saying calorie counting is obsessive, things like that. It's not obsessive. You know, we're checking your bank account be obsessive heck no fuck no however oh it's that same dog again so i kind of got tracked again where's that deer gone i oh, don't know uh, anyways um yeah so as i was gonna say is it obsessive enough for you to look at your bank statement and things like that every single time no because you're monitoring what's incoming and what's outgoing the same thing when you track your calories and things so this is where you know you kind of need to have a mindset of a balance between the two that yes, it's a very helpful tool, but it's not something that you've got to do forever. It's not something that you've got to do forever and ever till, this, till you go into your coffin and stuff. You know, like for example, that you're going to be ca- calorie counting by the time you're 75 years old, aren't you? Again, like I say, it's more for educational purposes, for short-term strategy. And then after that, you can do whatever you want. And that is the message I want to kind of give up to you guys. It's talk about those different stages of calorie counting that you don't have to necessarily do it all the time. You don't have to necessarily uh, do it every single day. Like I said to you, in my programme, anybody new that's never done calorie counting before, I just get them to do the basics, sleep well, give them strategies to sleep well, identify what's, Identify why they're not sleeping well. Fucking this weather, sorry. Um, I get them to identify why they're not sleeping well. Um, hang on, boy. I'm going to pick up, hang on. Oh, God, this weather, man. Uh, uh, anyways sorry boy actually let's get you down quickly i don't want to do with my dog out of it i've got to get him on my coat in a second so i'm gonna wrap up this podcast anyway so yeah that's what i talk about i find out strategies to help my clients identify why they're not sleeping well but also i find out you know giving them the basics of moving more eating a little bit healthier a little bit cleaner and things like that and that way i know then that once they start building into those healthier habits with tracking their calories they can understand a little bit more anyways i better shoot off because it's starting to absolutely pour down here so i'll see you guys later on thanks again cheers